Welcome to The Underperformers, where we believe you deserve to find purpose and passion in your career. For many though, work is mundane and meaningless. We know how discouraging it is to feel uncertain and unfulfilled. From manual labor to desk jobs, we've worked at multiple Fortune 500 companies. We invite you to learn from our successes and shortcomings to realize your worth and potential. You're not a failure. You're not alone. What does it mean to be an underperformer? You decide. Did you know that job interviews are an integral part of American life? Like, why would why would anybody even say that? Like, it's, it's that like, sounds like how someone started an article. That sounds like somebody else started. Anyways, on this week, we're talking about interviews, <laughs> discussing from an article, uh, especially during a critical time where mm. people are getting laid off left and right. Over the last 10 months, we've seen, actually, by this point, this will come out, it'll be a year or 11 Jeez. months. It's been a long time. I can't even remember when layoffs started happening. End of 2022, uh, it's becoming critical. And actually, this article we're reading was published kind of at the beginning of those layoffs, saying that only one in six applications led to an interview. That has to be low because you see some of these LinkedIn interview, like job applications have like 2,200 job applicants. Yeah, there's so many like, people going for jobs that, man, they just can't get can't mm. land it. No, Maybe I, can't even get an interview. No, I, I was going to say, I only have Jeez. a handful of interviews I've ever gotten in my life when I've struggled. I'm still struggling, still looking for interviews, I guess, if that were the case. Hey, man, I'll hire you. <laughs> Yay! Woo! You want to be an underperformer? Can I be an underperformer? Can I do that? Yeah, you, I have this podcast. Oh, yeah? Tell me more about it. Well, it's your podcast. You can be on your podcast. Oh, I can? Oh, God, finally. I got Hired. an acceptance letter. I'm like 0.0001% success rate. <laughs> and it was done publicly. Anyways, we're going to talk about interviews. Uh, we have some really crazy stories to talk about with interviews, specifically Phil here. I have some funny ones. And just give some tips and tricks on what we've seen work well. Um, but at the end of the day, we understand a lot of people are struggling with this right now. To your point, there's a lot of people who are really good at interviews and really good at, you know, a lot of potential work opportunities, and they're just not seeing any fruition from their effort here. Mm-hmm. Phil, tell me one of your worst slash favorite interview stories. I want to hear more about these. A worst favorite? <laughs> yes. Because you have a good favorite and a worst favorite, an awkward favorite, a somewhat substantial favorite. Okay, so... All things favorite here. Well, we won't get too heavy yet. Let's get heavy. No, I am heavy, but I'm working on it. It's always about Phil here. Anyways, Spencer and Phil here, by the way, on the Underperformers. Yep, I'm Phil. Nice to meet you. (laughs) Um, So I had an interview. I was looking to change jobs. I was working at a warehouse, and I needed um, needed health insurance. Mm. Somehow my wife got pregnant. Somehow. Somehow. Not sure how that happened. <laughs> uh, d- are you serious? I can explain it. <laughs> I was going to say that. Did your parents not teach you? Anyways, we're going to move on from that point of this conversation. No, let's talk about it. No. <laughs> um, great point. That's a I, great interview question. <laughs> so I, I needed health insurance mm, pretty bad. Um, and I was at a point where still thinking, oh, it doesn't matter what I do. I just need a job. That pays me enough to pay my bills that offers health, health insurance because mm. I didn't need it before. Genius what, thinking. What, what. So I interviewed with this. No, don't press the button. Okay, okay. okay. I'll <laughs> leave it alone. I, was, I stopped. I stopped halfway through. The wah, 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 wah button? Yep. yep. Yeah. We like I don't remember which one it was. It would have been the clapping one for all I know. So that's probably yeah. what would have happened. You know what? <laughs> no. You should have played that after your, you announced your wife got pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> we can go back and edit that in. Hey, Sorry, you want to hear this? They want to hear the story. Sorry. Yes, yes. You yes. want to. Yes. So 
pregnant wife somehow and <laughs> need insurance, apply everywhere, get an interview. Um, it was with a, a financial institution, um, basically printing credit cards. Oh, my favorite. I love yeah. Printing credit cards. Before the chip and everything. Uh, usually I usually have to wait seven, 10 business days for me to print mine, but you know, it's kind of oh. Yeah. This <laughs> company could have done it in like six to nine. <laughs> um, Anyway, I went to the interview and they treated me like I was this amazing person mm. and it, it gave me confidence. Mm. And I'm normally a person that, you know, I've struggled in my life with self-confidence. You mm. know me. <laughs> what? <laughs> Never. Never. So surprisingly, it's like, man, these guys, they think I'm awesome. But as they're explaining this job and they're giving me a tour and they're showing me kind of the environment I'd be in. I realized pretty quick, like, I don't want this job. <laughs> like, so instead of, instead of doing the right thing and like dismissing myself, thanking them for the time, I didn't know how to handle the situation. I was pretty awkward about it. So I kind of created this alter ego. This might sound crazy <laughs> to people listening to this. Because I've never done this before. I would never do it again. I would respect people's time. Yeah, I was name, younger. My name is Felipe, and I'm just kind of got my hair flip here. I didn't have long hair. Nah, that's too bad. Um, I, made that funny. I do speak Spanish, but I don't call myself Felipe. No, no, it would have been Un good. unless it's appropriate. I like that alter ego, though. Anyways, but I, it wasn't Felipe. No, yeah. I was. It's part of the story. So <laughs> they get to the question that that age old question, like, why hire you? Mm. And I said, first of all, my name is Phil Stewart. And they were like, oh, and like taking notes. It's like, are you in my head, I'm like, what? And they're like, okay. And, I was, and then I, I said a bunch of stuff. But the only other thing I remember saying was, I know a lot of people say that they're hard workers, but I actually am. <laughs> so I was like, man, they're going to think I'm this arrogant SOB. Like, there's, there's mm -hmm. no way. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I moved on. A few days later, I get a phone call. And they offer me the job. <laughs> So, time. so that's what confidence will do for you <laughs> in some cases. Um, <sighs> you know, I've gone to other interviews where I struggled pretty hard. Like, I'm not sure. I think I'm good. I believe. Like those are words you, mm. you want to avoid, um, especially in like cover letters and stuff, trying to get that interview. You mm. don't, don't say I think or I believe mm. or um, you want to have that confidence. That's fun. What was that? I think it's my watch. Oh, nice. It's okay. We'll keep on going. So in the previous episode, we talked about being in the moment, not being yeah. distracted. Yes. And that's what's happening right and now. Instantly, we heard a vibrating. Well, I want to I talk about this a little bit um, in terms of... Wait, hold up. Did you have a follow-up to that about the uh, confidence interview? No. No? That was it? Just be confident and you get a job? Be confidence. Be confidence. <laughs> confidence. Become no, don't be you. confident. You become confidence. I, I will be that doesn't confidence. mean anything. This is nonsense. This no, is nonsense. I'm good. What are your thoughts? No, I, I have a few thoughts. So it's interesting because I uh I was just thinking of some interviews that I had, and I and one of my old mentors who is a you know former alumni from an Ivy League school, so he'd kind of seen it all, been on a lot of boards, and kind of a big deal. Big like. kind of a big deal. Anyways, we talked about interview questions a lot. And he shared some really good like feedback because you know one of the questions they'd say is like, like what what's your big, biggest weakness? Biggest weakness. What's your biggest weakness? You know, 
I just, I feel like interviews are just like this dance of, can you dance correctly to the music I'm going to play you? Right. And here's the thing about dancing, similar to confidence, just, just be confident. Like, I don't really know, but and move. I think I'm a good dancer. So I don't know if this is the dance you want. I'm not going to actually dance on camera. That'd be embarrassing, but you kind of just um, did though. Everybody bit. saw that. That's fine. We're just going to cut that out. We're going to cut that out. Okay. So anyways, you know, remember that timestamp, but the point he said, well, was, I edit these and I'm definitely <laughs> not. <cutting it> out. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyways, he said that the people will have the most uninsightful answers to those questions, like to that question. And he gave me a secret that I'm going to share with all of you. So oh. hopefully people are listening. But he said, when that question is asked, you need to use it as a chance to show that your weakness is only something that you can get from being at that institution or working for that team. So he said, hey, why do you think we should have you come and come to this school, right? Speaking of like these Ivy League schools, like what's your biggest weakness? And you would say exposure. I don't have the exposure I would get at an Ivy League school to make me meet my potential that I know that I have because I have great Hmm. experience and I've studied and worked a lot. I need exposure to things that only this place can give me. And you can use that with job interviews, which I have, and they've somewhat gone well, where it says, what's your greatest weakness? And it's like, well, exposure to things that your team does X, Y, and Z. I need that in order to improve myself. And I bring A, B, and C. So with the exposure of X, Y, and Z, I know that'd be a really good asset to the team. Hmm. Make sure you use the word asset. They love that. They think you're an asset. You are a human being. You are not an asset, but I see what they're trying to do there. You sound like an asset right well, now. Thank you. You know, I appreciate. I um I like to think that I'm the biggest asset in the room a lot of the time. So <laughs> you're a smart one though. You're uh, a smart asset. Uh, well, cover your assets. All right. It's a great game, by the way. You game. should play it. Anyways. I want to hear more about Phil's interviews though, because that's just so Phil had a really funny interview about confidence. Mine is about a little snippet about dealing with how to overcome weakness questions. Well well to that, like I've always been told um when, you, when you're asked about your weaknesses, to talk about something that used to be a weakness and what you've done to turn it into a strength. So it's really not talking about a weakness. It's like, oh, I, I you know, f- for the longest time I really struggled with self-discipline, but, you know, I made the determination to develop these new habits and now I was able to overcome and now I help other people, blah, 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 blah. I've, I've tried that approach. I haven't ever tried to, it sounds like you're almost blaming the environment you're in. Or it's basically showing that you understand being part of that institution could improve yourself. And then you can reemphasize that you can bring assets to the team as well. So you're kind of feeding in, you're feeding into their ego. Like I need to be here. Is that not interviewing one-on-one is feeding into their interview in ego? This is actually a really hmm. captivating conversation here, talking about interviews. We were just going to talk about ridiculous stories. Yeah, but, but that's actually... How dare we be meaningful? I know. <laughs> rigid. Yes. Rigid. Tight. Rigid. Yeah. That was really good, actually. Um, I want to hear more embarrassing interviews from you. I want to hear about the one that... Didn't you say you thought for sure you are going to get and you just bombed? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I was working at a call center that for a very... I've worked at a couple... Weakness 101 call center. <laughs> it's, hey, people that can do that. I did that for years. Okay. I was on a phone for years. Yeah, okay. I, I did as well. I went from one call center to another, but I didn't make it out of their training program because mm. um, I didn't believe in their sales tactics. Mm. 
It's a story for another time. I don't even put that on my resume. Yeah, why would you? It's it was it's pretty bad. <laughs> but I knew that I was going to be losing my job because I I wasn't willing to make those compromises to, to sell to people who, man, it would have it would have worsened their situation. Mm-hmm. Anyway, knowing that I was going to uh, lose that job, I desperately needed another one. I had just moved. Uh, to a new area, and I called buddies. I, you know, I tried my networking. This was before LinkedIn was really a thing. Mm. So I called some old high school buddies. Like, yeah, I have a friend. He manages a bank, and they need uh, a personal banker. And I'm like, sweet. I've actually done that before. Um, sounds sounds like a good deal. So he mm. set up the interview. I went in. They were only interviewing four people. Ooh. And hiring three, so your odds were pretty good. That's some pretty high odds. And seventy five. And so I'm like, man, I know this person. It was a friend of a friend. We kind of hung out a little bit in high school. Mm. Um, and I've been the personal banker before, and yeah, I got this. And I I didn't prepare at all. Mm. Big mistake, mm. not preparing, assuming that you're going to get something without preparation. Entitlement. Yes. We should talk about... Oh, wait, we did. Okay. We did. Um, we did talk about that. Um, and so I went into this interview and I just used like jargon that I used to use <laughs> at the other financial institution. Well, the assets at. and liabilities I think I said, on the balance they asked, sheet. Like, they asked... No, it was more like, bro, like sales. Outside of... We're going to kill it. Outside of it. Yeah. So it was like, he, he asked what my plan was. <laughs> like, saw it. <laughs> and saw. Oh, carne asada, dude. Did you say carne asada? I did. Dude. Nice. Oh, carne asada fries are the best, aren't they? So good. <laughs> A lot of people don't know what they are. This week, our sponsor. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> carne asada rich fries. <laughs> wow, tangent. Um. So they, he asked me, you know, normal questions. I kind of treated like, yeah, whatever, bro. Like, you're going to give me this job. I made a fool of myself. I said, he, you know, he asked several times, like, different questions. But I always came back to, like, you know, we just, we're going to sell and we're going to kill it. Like, I, oh, my gosh. What an, I sounded so stupid. So dumb. In hindsight. And um, I didn't get the job. I, I, he even had me interview, like, with his manager, at a different branch, and they, I probably did the same thing. They didn't want you I, either. But I, rem- I remember I still, and I've tried reaching out to this person, re- trying to find them on social media, because I want to apologize for wasting their time. <laughs> and this happened years ago, mm. 20, this is 10 years ago. Mm. And I still like remember, man, what a fool. Mm. So just not preparing and assuming that you're just going to get something not the way to go. Uh, yeah, I uh, I remember I had an interview, and this was for a contractor role. So here's the thing that bugged me. Now we have a whole nother episode where we talk about job descriptions. <laughs> that's, that's a whole nother topic because mm-hmm. this was part of that, right? Because the job said part time could potentially lead to full time, but part time contract. I'm like, I I okay, so let's do this. So during the interview. You know, I to your point, I just think, yeah, I got, I got this. You know, I got so much experience. I'm so good. You know me, I'm so good. I'm gonna do it. You know what I mean? Like it just, I had it. 
So, and, and she was really good. This, uh, it was a recruiter, obviously. And we're talking, well, it got really personal really fast in the sense that, you know, I told him a little bit about myself. Obviously I talk about my family, some of my hobbies, and that kind of turned into the detriment of my interview where by the end of the interview, I was just like, both of us are more just doing it as a courtesy getting to the end. So you're being authentic. You're and being they yourself? were like, we don't think you could do this. Well, here's, there's a couple things to dissect here. Cause I said, Hey, I, I, um, you know, have a family, I do this. And you know, I also, cause it was part-time. I'm like, I also do something else part-time. And they're like, well, how are you going to do this? I'm like, what, what do you mean? How am I going to do this? You said part-time, two part-time jobs equals one full-time. I mean, how many, how part-time are we talking about? Like, well, you know, we, we anticipated just being a few hours up front, but it's potentially going to lead to something bigger. And it's like, but it says part-time right now. Yeah. And so it's a job description conversation as well. But, you know, she, she said to me, like, I don't know how you could do this with the other thing that you're doing on the side and having a family. I don't know if this is something you could do. Anyways, can you send me some, like, examples of things that you do in relation to this job to see if you're a good fit? And I was just like, are you, are you for reals? Hmm. Like, I was offended that my ambition was being questioned. I've yeah. worked two jobs multiple times in my life. And this was going to be the easiest because it was going to be two part-time jobs. I've had full-time jobs and part-time jobs at the same time. This was easy because it was contract, do it from home. Hmm. Like, this is, this is it. And, like, I could do exactly what you want. It's in the realm of many things I've done before. And it just instantly turned like, well, you have a family. Are you serious right now? It's a huge red flag. I haven't forgotten about it because I just, I never thought that my family would be used as like a negative, um, like a negative component of maybe why I wouldn't be a good fit for a role that and horrible expectations for what they want. Like we only want to pay you for part-time right now, but maybe we'll pay you full-time down. Yeah. They want to monopolize all of your time off the horrible, like Like just red flags. Be available full-time, but we're only going to have you work part-time, but then maybe Maybe. no expectations or time frame. So we need you to free up your, you need to free up your time from your other job, which is part-time. You need to just do this part-time and be wary of how you're going to be part of your family. I mean, how many red flags can you get? I mean, it's so red in here. Like, I can't see anything. It's like blood red with how many red flags going on. Is it my shirt? Red flags. It's more like burgundy. Maroon. Maroon. Is that maroon or burgundy? I thought they were the same thing. But I'm probably mistaken. Ron Burgundy. Anyways. Sorry to go off on that, Phil. Maroon 5. Maroon this Coke in your mouth. You know, we got Coke Zero going on. There we go. There's our shout out. There's our sponsor. You know. No, they're not a sponsor. <laughs> we just made that up. We make most of up what we say because <laughs> words are hard. No, we know what we're talking about. That's true. Have yeah. confidence. Have confidence. Believe in yourself. No, believe in it. You know what? I'm Spencer. I deserve to be on this <laughs> podcast. And <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Gosh. <laughs> Can't believe it worked. Can Can I be fair though? Like coming from their side, if someone had the audacity. To say that to me when I'm interviewing. Now, there's two components here. The first is, how did you act for the first majority of the interview? Because if you're a pretty down-to-earth guy, grounded, and like, oh, yeah, okay, that's pretty cool. And then you're like, well, I'm Phil. I would be like, you sure are, Phil. Okay. Point for Phil. (laughs) Yeah. I I love that. I really do. I blanked. I just, I became... Someone else. If I would, if that's a sales position, like you're, you're, you're just like I would. Sh- I'm like, oh man, he's good. He's hired. <laughs> <laughs> it was fake. That was not me. That was. But it worked though. Isn't yeah, it that did. crazy? Yeah, it's. I think 
when you want something, like if, if you're desperate for a job, you put more pressure on yourself because um, there's more on the line. Mm. Um, you know, whether it's you're, you're leaving another job or you're going to get fired or you don't, mm. you're unemployed at the moment or maybe it's like your dream job and it's like, I've always wanted this. But in that case, I, I didn't care. Mm. Um, it wasn't that big of a deal. I didn't have anything to lose. Mm. It was like, I don't really want this, but you know, we'll see what happens. Mm. So I just let everything else go. I will say though that almost, almost every job that I've gotten is when I was the most prepared Mm. And I wanted it the most. Mm. So like the other example of me not preparing, I didn't want it at all. And there's been times where I feel like I prepared the best I could, but um, I, I don't know. People still, we struggle though with interviews. Like some people are amazing at their jobs. They know a lot. They're super smart, but they just don't interview well. Mm. And I think that's... Uh, especially with the job market doing the shift that it is right now, where there's a lot of people having to switch because of layoffs or, you know, other factors with, you know, remote work kind of being pushed around now. So I know a lot of people having to leave because they need something remote due to circumstances. It, it's just, it's not what it was. I, you know, I, I feel like the job market is similar to what the housing market was a couple of years ago. Hmm. Where it's like, you can't just, you can't just do list price. Like what, you know, what more can you do? Like I got 150 other people with the exact same qualifications as you. Are you going to yeah. get rid of like all inspections? Are you going to like go above and beyond? Like it, it almost gets to getting to a point where it's like people have to step down on jobs. And even if you step down and you don't interview well, you might not get the job. It, it's hard. And to be frank, the last couple of jobs I've had have actually been through a network. Mm-hmm. I've, I have applied through oh God, like thousands of jobs in my life and a handful of interviews, if any, like just a couple, but the jobs that I actually got where I knew somebody and they liked me and they knew my work ethic and they got me in there generally before the job opening was even released public. Mm-hmm. I know that really provides nobody really no. like beneficial info for interviewing. Um, if you're talking about just flat out interview, the last job I got with interviewing somebody I didn't know and no connection was from a man named Phil Stewart, who was a manager of a company. That was the last time I cold interviewed and got a job. I didn't realize that. It's crazy. I had one interim like contract job in between there, but others like the last actual job was years ago when Phil interviewed me. Everybody else has been, I knew, I knew somebody. Hmm. If you think about my jobs I've had, like especially one currently, I knew somebody before. So Guys, it's hard. Interviews are hard. You need, you know, to Phil's point, I want to emphasize here at the end is it's effort. Put all the effort you can into knowing the product and to knowing the company. Um, there's no guarantees. There's no guarantees, but the more prepared you are, the better you're putting it yourself in a position to at least look like a good candidate for what they're trying to do. Um, re- remove all ego and pride. Um, if you think you're overqualified or going something that you're for sure Remember that it's very competitive right now and you're mm-hmm. probably not the only one. So put that work in, learn some things, go in dedicated and the results will be the results. You know, don't, don't lose hope. There's people who've been employed for over a year now, still struggling. Yeah. So best of luck to you guys. This is the underperformers. We have a lot of underperforming interview stories, as you can tell. 
but we appreciate you. Leave likes, comments. Uh, let us know if we can talk more about things that you're struggling with. Until next time, Winter Performers. Take care.